Hi, I'm Rail Bricker, and I'll be one of your hosts for the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi, and I'm Lindsay Adams. I'm the co-host. And together, we're going to be talking about what makes up business excellence. And we believe that you can never be perfect. All you can be is excellent. And in our businesses and in our lives, we want to achieve excellence. And that's why this is the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi, and welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker. And this is the third part of the series in the challenges of working from home and the emerging from lockdown as the world begins to emerge from lockdown. And so continuing the idea of some of the challenges business face, another is that no man is an island or no woman is an island. And there is a show that has been running on TV on Discovery Channel for a number of years called Life Below Zero. And in this show, Sue Atkins lives in this completely remote area um, in the northern part of Alaska, where she truly is, you know, hundreds of kilometers from the nearest person. And she truly is an island. And her occasional human contact is planes flying into the area and she refuels them and they potentially stay over there. She has accommodation, etc. But you have to be a very special kind of person to not crave some form of human connection and human contact. We're actually all wired to be much more social creatures. And so the challenges that we face in the online world and working from home are that people desperately need to connect to something or someone. And herein lies the challenge, is that we're looking at people on a screen. We've become accustomed to seeing them from you know mid-chest upwards. We, we have no warm bodies. And yes, we're social distancing around the world and maintaining things and wearing masks in company and all these other things at the end of 2020, the beginning of uh, 2021, in order to combat this global pandemic. But fundamentally, we do need human contact. We, we like the idea of the proverbial water cooler in the office. You know, there's been a lot written about hanging around the water cooler in the mornings and catching up or standing around the coffee machine as our world has developed a greater coffee culture. That doesn't exist anymore. And so companies are starting to have virtual coffee sessions. I've been invited over the course of 2020 to numerous um, bring your own cocktail parties or bring your own wine and cheese and let's have a conversation at five o'clock in the afternoon and that is the human attempt at socializing at socializing from a distance and and safely but because again people have spent a lot of time working from home and people are choosing to work from home the water cooler the fundamental idea of the office water cooler will no longer exist and so we have to create the virtual water cooler it's interesting i was reviewing some work that i did as a culture futurist and speaking at a conference in Kathmandu in mid 2019 and i was talking about some future trends and spoke about the virtual water cooler then and it's a little bit creepy and a little bit bizarre that you know, less than six months after delivering that keynote address at a conference, 
suddenly um, the virtual water cooler has become the reality for pretty much everybody around the world. So I guess when we think about what has changed, well, all these things that I've covered in the last two episodes and this portion of this podcast are things that have changed. And I could go on for hours about the fundamental changes. But let's turn our head to the positive. Let's turn to thinking about other positive changes that have happened. So for years, when we've met people, the handshake has been the traditional form of connection. Yes, in certain um, countries, it may be a you know a tap of the nose, as as in New Zealand, it, it, the, the hongi as they call it in New Zealand. You know there are other cultural things that happen in certain parts of the world, but fundamentally the handshake has become a way we greet people. And suddenly we see on TV throughout the coronavirus epidemic and pandemic, we see world leaders tapping elbows waving at each other, you know, tapping feet, uh, elbow bumping, etc. But those social dynamics really affect us. Because what does the handshake do? The handshake was not only a greeting, a formalized greeting. um, It was also one that was traditionally used where you shook hands to show with your right hand, and most people are predominantly right-handed, to show that there was no weapon in your right hand. So it was also a symbol of peace, a symbol of greeting and a symbol of peace. But if we think about the other signs and symbols that we get there, and we look at the basic fundamentals of behaviors. So for many, many years, there has been a, a series of uh, profiles, behavioral profiles based around something called DISC, Dominance, Influence, Steadiness and Compliance, or DISC. And there have been many variants on DISC. And a number of companies, um, including one that I work with, refer to those as colors. And so dominance is red and influence is yellow and steadiness is a green and a compliance is a blue. And let's just face those fundamentals and try and understand how important the handshake was in understanding people's behaviors. So generally, the red or the dominant person would walk into a meeting, put their hand out, give one firm pump of the hand, one firm shake, and say, Hi, my name is Rail, in my case, and because I happen to be a high D or high red, and shake hands. The yellow or the influence, the the influencer person, would generally shake hands but hold your hand and maybe two or three pumps and a little bit less dominant a little bit less loud potentially also introducing themselves by their first name because fundamentally the eyes the influences are about group behavior and so they want to feel part of a group and therefore give their first name but generally shake two or three times the s the steadiness they really a little bit more about building relationships and, and, and we call those the green, the green behavioral styles. And what they do in that environment is they shake your hand and then often, and we've seen it often amongst a number of world leaders, famous world leaders, they shake your hand with their right hand and then place the left hand 
over your hand. So they grasp your hand in between their two hands. That's a sign of connection. That is people wanting to make a human connection. Now, the, the um, compliance, the blue as we call it, they are generally the least people-oriented of all our four behavioral styles. And so they actually thought that the, the pandemic was a good thing because it meant they didn't have to shake people's hands. But they would generally be identified by a sort of timid touch of the fingers and then a step away to not be in anybody's space. And so what happens in the new world when we can't shake hands? When we go to meetings potentially in the future and who knows how the coronavirus pandemic will pan out in uh, you know mid-December 2020 they found a second strain or another strain of coronavirus in the UK which caused London to shut down on the 15th of December and so when you faced with that with this ever-changing world with this ever-changing pandemic who knows where this will pan out I mean, we think about going to a meeting, you know, we're in the, without a real, uh, an online meeting where we actually meet people for real in the environment of a boardroom, etc. You could envisage an environment where the boardroom table has plexiglass, call them cubicles, and everybody sitting there in a mask, potentially, talking through the plexiglass. And so, you know, if you couldn't see the plexiglass, it just looked like a group of people sitting around in, in masks. But when you actually look at it more fundamentally, each person is in their own little glass cubicle or plexiglass cubicle and talking and having a meeting, but with no physical contact. In fact, so much so that potentially wearing masks in that environment as well. Now, is a... Is a vaccine going to change all this? Is it going to change it fast enough for the world to catch up before new strains of coronavirus mutate? Who knows? But let's go back to fundamental behaviors and say we've always used the handshake as one indicator of behavioral style. So we've always used that handshake to try and determine the behavioral style of people that we're talking to. And in that same breath, in that same motion, we are then talking to them in the way that they like to be spoken to, because that's the most efficient way to communicate. And there and will be another episode of the podcast where we will deal specifically with communication styles and other areas where we are not... Um, concerned with trying to use a shotgun approach and give everybody a message we are concerned with giving people a specific message a specific message as it applies to them and the best way of doing that is by communicating to their fundamental style and so how is this going to change the the way we greet people in a post-breakout, in a post-COVID world or a, a world of COVID when we are breaking out of lockdown, how do we greet people? And so the dominant, the red, will just can't help themselves. They will still put their hand out to try and shake hands and anyone who wants to shake hands may do so with them. Um, but they may be snubbed a number of times by putting their hand out. 
And I'm already seeing more and more people become quite accepting of the fact that you put your hand out and someone says, sorry, I'm not shaking hands, and no one really takes it as an offense. But the Reds will put their hand out, shake hands, and immediately reach for the hand sanitizer and sanitize their hands. The That's the Ds. The Is, the influencers, they will want to create a fun environment with you and so they'll probably use a two-handed wave or a two-handed jazz hands or something like that the foot tap as part of a little dance and the elbow bump and have a good laugh about it the uh, s the steadiness the green in that world is what we we would call they would would do a a hand on heart because they're about building relationships with people and so they might put their right hand that they would normally use to shake across to their left side sitting on their heart and and greet you with sort of a little bow you know looking at you with hand on heart in other words I'm opening my heart I'm making a relationship with you the C's the compliance or in in, in, in our world the blue they would fundamentally not want to have the body contact and so what most likely will happen is they will make a sort of namaste hands clasped together in front of the chest a slight bow but not quite at the zen level of saying namaste but really just a way of greeting and saying nice to meet you nice to see you happy to be in this room with you or in this physical space with you but my hands are clasped so Please don't reach out and try and touch me or try and have any body contact. And so when we think about that and in a future episode where I'll be looking more detail at how you communicate with the different behavioral styles, I want to conclude this episode, which is the last of the three episodes on the challenges of breaking out of lockdown, to say that challenges go much deeper than just what we see on the news they go down to our fundamental communication styles with people around us with the people we work with with the people that we have to communicate with on a more daily basis and so therefore in the next episodes we will be looking at how you communicate and how you adjust the way you do business in breaking out of lockdown Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker, signing off until the next episode. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Business Excellence Podcast.